When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR. We sign up to get amazing odds boosts every single day. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by Megan, Jesse, and Blaze. We got four of us. Happily celebrating an Avs win. Yep, yep. Was not very confident <laughs> about that. About I was going to say, you can just put that right on me if you want, and she did. Put it, it needs to be like a necklace if it's going to be that big. <laughs> nah, leave it that size the whole show. <laughs> oh, we got oh. multiple crowns. I'll take the little crown. Uh, that's that's my style. I'm here for it. Uh, Avs win this one 4-2 to two, uh, against the Anaheim John Gibsons. Oh. So, so, so good. <laughs> Just absolutely stonewalled the Avs for two periods. Um, the Avs did not do themselves hardly any favors in this entire hockey game. They made it hard for themselves to win, but they ended up getting the job done. Let's let's just start right here. Are we all just chalking this up to rust? We're not like panicking over how ridiculous. Oh, see, they I don't were? have I don't have a huge issue with how they played at all. Oh, honestly, we're going to talk about the defensive side of the puck, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I, I honestly have no issues given the context of it. What you just said, the rust in almost three weeks in between games. I thought they I thought they played a great game given the context of, of how they were coming into this. Seriously, I'm being dead serious. I thought they were really There's good. There's asterisks there, though. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean... <laughs> You, what, what did you expect? Out of, I mean, they they hadn't played in three weeks. The Ducks played a couple nights ago. Yep. Uh, I I I think if you're J- Jared Bednar, you're nothing but thrilled with that performance. Honestly. Oh boy, uh, Jared Bednar. I'm ben- over here Bednar's watching. Bednar's gonna <laughs> find some things to be mad about. I think, but I, I'm I'm telling you, I, I don't I don't think they have any problem with how they won that game. No problems I, at all. You take no, the I, win. Yeah. But uh, well. We'll get into it in a second. Let's, let's start with positive takes here because the Evs did win this hockey game, and I complained. Wait, enough. are you guys really down on this game? No, no. Oh, I, I was like, oh shit! I, con- cried. I cried earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the con- I was like, holy fuck! No. The conversation <laughs> is: I'm going to talk about a lot of negative things in this game. So but you are down on the game, I, but, no, I'm, but I'm it's all it's all chalked up to rust for me. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. There is very clearly the Avs' decision making. I think in particular was like, oh yeah, hockey games are fast. Yeah, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. So I, yes, there are a lot of holes I think on the defensive side, but they're pretty much contained to this game. Not worried about it going forward. Uh, but positively, start with. The positive player on the defensive side for me, or at least the most positive, 
Devontae's is a machine. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I, I tweeted out the app starting lineup right before the game. It was, you know, the, the, the top line, McCarr, Taves, and Kemper. And I was looking at it and I said, find me a better group of six in the yeah. NHL. Find me a better group of six that, 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 you know, on an NHL roster. I really don't think you can do it with how far Devon Taves has come. Having that top pairing of him and McCarr, I mean, that, that's, that's literally McCarr Rantanen, but just in defense form. Yeah. Like, he's that good. That's <laughs> what it feels like, honestly. Uh, who was it? Someone said in the last couple of weeks that, like, is Makar even the best defenseman on the abs anymore? I mean, yes. Yeah, but, yeah, but. yeah I, I agree. But, I mean, like, you, he's <laughs> – Devon Taves is, is uh, I mean, very quietly, I think, much higher on, like, the overall league – I don't know, rankings. I don't know what you want to call it. But, like, uh, I, I mean, he, he, he looks like a top ten – Top five yeah. defenseman right now. Oh yeah, he he finished eleventh in Norris voting last year. Right, he has played markedly better this season in right. the games that he's actually been in. Yeah. So, I and the part of Taves' game I'm falling in love with the most is is kind of what you said, the quiet stuff. Yeah, on a night where I thought the Avs' defense as a whole was borderline untenable. And Devontae's is just sitting there breaking up passes, getting pucks out. He makes it look easy, and I think that's it. It gets lost sometimes when when a player can do that. You just kind of don't acknowledge it as much. So, well, it's just you know you talk about it a lot, Blaze. I'm sure you know you talk about. It. I know you have a couple teams that you coach where you know you you play against other people or you have guys on your team. That it's like, yeah, they're not that great, but holy shit, they just don't make any mistakes. Yeah. They're just uh, there's there's a uh, a guy that I played with all growing up. You know, we still play beer league and stuff now. Uh, Taylor J. He just always my entire. He's been the bane of my existence the entire <laughs> life. Every time I played against him, because he just doesn't mess up, and that's yep. what Devon Taves does. Where yep. it's like, he's not necessarily out there. You know, he's not Kale McCarr out there making you know jaw dropping plays, but yeah. he doesn't mess up, and and he allows other guys on the ice like Kale McCarr to make those types of plays and that it's it, that's invaluable you, you uh, yeah. I mean you can't put a you can't put a price on what that means to a team like the Avs. really quick there was a comment from Riley up a second ago uh stay tuned so, so yeah just stay tuned on that one <laughs> wait a week or two that's all I'm gonna say about that hey and you got your Troy Terry positive I, as well I he got like that was cursed a little bit yeah but <laughs> I think all around DU hockey Represented yeah, uh, well tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, didn't even, I didn't even put that together. It yeah. actually was a perfect game for me. Yeah, nailed I was it. really thrilled. Uh, <laughs> I have to mention it every time his name is mentioned. Troy Terry, Highlands Ranch High School alum. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. We got all the connections to Troy Terry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, apparently. Yeah. Uh, no, but you were the first person I thought of when they scored that first goal. I was like, well, there you go, Megan. Now felt, felt cursed on Yeah. Now, <laughs> now the Azers need to come back and win, and everyone's happy. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so good side of the defense, definitely Devontae. Yep. Bad side of the defense, and this goes beyond the defensive core, although some of them were bad too. Um, the Avs defensively just looked completely out of sorts in this hockey game, <laughs> in my opinion. I, and some of that you chalk up to the rust, probably most of it, to be honest, and, and that's fine, but... When you're watching a hockey game and you're looking at plays consistently happening where somehow the Avs are actually covering nobody, 
in the defensive zone. It's, it, it causes a little bit of panic, I think. It's a little bit concerning, certainly, in the moment. And I don't want to harp on this too much. Jesse, I'm going to make you go last on this okay. topic. Okay. <laughs> Start with Megan. Eric Johnson. <laughs> what, how can the Avs get more out of him right now? Because it feels like a struggle. It seems like there's something in his skating that feels a bit stiff. Um, That's a great way of putting it. And I'm not sure what the remedy is for that, um, but he he just doesn't look... um, He's not playing... He needs to open up, up, loosen up maybe a little bit more. um, And it felt like the rest with his game tonight was a bit more mental than it was anything physically that he was doing. Um, But... It was a little disappointing, unfortunately. Yep. Blaze? Well, I mean, he is for effort, and (laughs) he definitely didn't have the effort tonight. There was a a play where it led to, that was the goal, right? The second goal, The second goal where he basically stopped moving his feet and started gliding and basically was a step behind, which allowed for the goal. The other thing, though, I want to say on the abs D is this isn't something that's just contained to tonight's game. In the defensive zone, there are so many times where there is a player uncovered yeah. in the slot. No one's there. I don't understand why that keeps Thanks, happening Mom. and why I don't fix that. You know what? It's their system and they're sticking to it. <laughs> I, um, yeah, and I, I really struggled with that EJ play because the start was bad where he commits to the right, he commits back to the left. And Taves is behind him trying to, like, communicate and, and figure out who's covering who. Yeah. <laughs> and then EJ just... I watched that happen. We're having some mic <laughs> issues here. EJ just lets a guy oh, blow oh. right by him. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, God, this is all a There's disaster. There's panic on the set. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the, Megan's okay? mic is falling. The camera's <laughs> off. Allie almost knocked stuff. over a light. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> the abs shut down for oh, two and a half weeks. Oh, okay. and we forget <laughs> how to do it. I thought you bumped it. No, that was on. See, everyone's shaking off the rust today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're a little rusty too. All right. Damn, we don't usually get to use the preseason jokes in, yeah, uh, in January. Yeah. <laughs> preseason for everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we were using them last December. To yeah. be fair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were. Uh, but, yeah, I, you're, you keep waiting because you feel like there's a better player inside of EJ, so right? But I, I actually really liked what Megan just said. I, I, I think stiff is honestly a great way to describe the way he looked tonight. And you just said something that, you know, <laughs> AJ and I got into um, <laughs> Here we go. A, a disagreement about Eric Johnson several weeks ago. <laughs> And one of the things that I was saying, yeah, happy birthday, Allie. Um, uh, one of the things that, that I was saying, and I honestly didn't know really like how I wanted to articulate it, was that he just he needs to be a different player than he used to be. And I, I feel like Eric Johnson has always he's always felt like he's kind of underperformed because we've always had this idea of of him that he's just he's never quite been that player. They, the assets they gave up for him, the money they gave up for him said, you're a, you're a number one defenseman. And he just never quite was that. Maybe at his peak, he was a true top-pairing defenseman. Um, but he, he was never, you know, that, that true, solid Devon Taves, you know? <laughs> and, and now he's in a different stage of his career. He's, he's, you know, he's dealt with injuries. 
Um, he, he's got, when this lineup's fully healthy, there are four clear-cut guys ahead of him. I, I, you know, I know there's a lot of people in this market that really like Eric Johnson. He's an awesome guy. He's been an ab for a long time. He's been a big part of this core. I get it, all of that. There's no way to shake that there are not, like, there's no, there's no argument for there's not four better defensemen than him on this roster. And to Megan's point, you know, she was saying, I, I don't know if he needs to loosen up or whatever. He needs to accept that role. You hear guys talk about that all the time in the NHL. He knows, you know, he, he's fine. Jason Spezza going to Toronto. He knows he's going in to be a third liner. He's not trying to go in and be who Jason Spezza was 10 years ago. He's going in. He's accepted this new role, and there's different things you have to do. And to me, that's where Eric Johnson's at. Bro, you're strapped with Jack Johnson. You, you are not jump up into the play shorthanded. Like, you shouldn't. You, you, your heels should not be in front of the blue line when the Ducks are making a rush on the power play into the zone. And that's just something that Eric Johnson needs to change about his game. He, he now is a third-pairing veteran, you know, PK, late-in-the-game defenseman, yep. and he looks like he's still at time trying to be the, the EJ that was drafted first overall, and his game's just not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's leading to mistakes like what we saw today where it's like, dude, you can't get beat like that. With the hallmark of your game being your skating, you can't get beat like that. Yeah. And and it to me, it's just it's it's and and I honestly didn't even like occur to me till Megan was just saying, I don't know what it is. He needs to change. That's what it is. He needs to adapt his game. He doesn't have the legs to get himself back in the play anymore. He can't push the play forward the way he used to. He needs to he needs to work with Jack Johnson on how did you settle into this new role? Because Jack Johnson went through this same transition four or five years ago. And I think that's why the Avs were comfortable giving him money off, off their PTO. They said, hey, if this guy can buy into being a third-pairing defenseman, we see some value. But if either of these Johnsons are trying to be the the Johnson that they were when they played together in the Olympic team, please. <laughs> I'm uh, fine. I'm fine. I'm uh, just over here minding my own business. Uh, you know, if, they, if they're trying to be the uh, the Team USA Johnson and Johnson pairing, like it's just not going to happen. And I feel like that's what we're getting too much of. It's like, hey, yeah. understand who you are and play within Dial yourself. It back a Don't tell bit. Jack yeah. Johnson like that, that, though. Yeah. <laughs> today he was making some Macarios yeah, out there. Dude was <laughs> walking yeah. people out there in the offensive zone. Jack Johnson was feeling it. He had, some, he had some game one shades, <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. Blaze, I think, said it here, and he was like, it's like watching Kale McCarr in half speed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Edited. Yeah. <laughs> Slowed down. <laughs> but but no, I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to beat up on Eric Johnson. I think he's honestly been a lot better since AJ and I got into it that night. Um, but, not that that had anything to do with it. But, um, but uh, no, that, that was one today where I was just sitting there. And it's like, that's the exact type of stuff that is so frustrating about Eric Johnson right now. You can't, make, you can't be making those types and, of plays when you're him. And... I think some of those problems that we saw in EJ tonight are magnified by everyone around him just not managing the puck well yeah, and so, at and, all. And, and so I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but like honestly, that was my thing coming into this game. I went back and looked. This is in the piece that I'm writing the, the game recap. Um, do you guys know when the last time was the Avs won their first game after Christmas? No. Mm. The first Avalanche game played after the Christmas break. Does anybody have a guess when the last time was they won? It's got to be uh, like 15. 2015? Yeah. Guess? I'd, Any guesses? I guess like seven, 17, 18 or something like that. I'll do 13. 
2009. Wow. December really? 26, wow. 2009, a 4-1 win over the Dallas Stars. So wow. you come into this game and you have very clear expectations <laughs> of what you're going to get out of the abs. They've struggled coming off those breaks. They, they, they struggle jumping straight into game action. So coming into today, I fully expected that. Now, now you compound that, time, you know, instead of it being four days off, you had 16 days off. And so I expected that the process was going to be really rough. What I was looking for out of them was what, what does the effort look like? Because like how many times have we seen that from the abs when they come out flat after a pause? And it is like flat, flat. Yeah. No energy. Yeah. Pucks are all over the place. They lose races. They lose battles. The first period, I thought they did a lot of bad things. Like they, they I mean, they sprung Anaheim, I think, on like three mini breakaways. <laughs> yeah. uh, they turned one over like literally right in between the hashes. Like they, there was a lot not to like. But what made me feel good about where the game was going was I thought their legs were moving. <laughs> they weren't yes, moving to the, any of the right that. spots. I agree but, with that. But they, they were moving. They were skating. The, 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 the effort was there. And I, I thought with every period and with every goal, the process got a little bit better. And by the end of the game, it wasn't great. But I thought this was just a game where you saw the abs kind of like those games against the Rangers. Yeah, those were good games. But at the end of the day, the abs are just better. Yeah. I agree with you on the offensive side. I think I, I really don't have any problems with that. Yes, it was a little bit sloppy and rusty, and, yeah. and that's fine. On the defensive side, for at least the first two periods, yeah, it w- it wasn't off by a little. It was off by a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and hey, and I lost that, my crown. I I guess what I wanted to see is a little bit more recognition of where they were at as a team, and realizing they maybe didn't have it tonight, and stop throwing pucks into their own slot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, too, like when you're looking at the defense, obviously all that stuff is amplified, right? Because those mistakes right. usually lead to a scoring chance right, for right. the other team. That's a great point. Tonight, Anaheim. So, like, you know, you can live with the forwards being off, but when the defense is off like it was tonight, that's where you, like, you notice it because you're, like, sitting there screaming at the screen or if you're in person screaming at the team. So Yeah. Well, it's, it's what you talk about a lot. Not you, but – with with goalies, right? That's that's why goaltender is such a difficult position, because when Nathan McKinnon makes a mistake, it's like, oh man, they lost that scoring chance. When Darcy Kemper makes a mistake, it's in the back of your net, yeah. and it's it's uh, yep, I and, do and it's the same thing with the D. Want to talk a little bit more about that in just a second, but we are brought to y'all by Light Shade. So head on over to your local location. There are is the eleventh one open yet, Allie? I'm not sure. I know there are ten open. In the Denver metro area, the eleventh one may have opened already. You can you can check them out. Go to their website. I'm sure they'll tell you the closest one near you. You can get twenty five percent off with code DNVR. That's buy an ounce, get a quad free. Go jump on that deal. Also check out the Escape Artists for your CBD needs through them. They have a bunch of different options, whether it just be the one to one ratio or if you need the high ratio stuff. They go, I think, all the way up to twenty to one. You can it's the Topical? Topical. I right thought you were in. doing this. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't no. think that's what that is. Not sponsored by any of that. Um, <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. Uh, <laughs> unless they're legal. <laughs> and you're not a kid. I did not know what was coming after unless. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on for all of your legal THC and CBD needs, go through Lightshade. They got you covered and use the DNVR code. Uh, also, be sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee since we're on the topic of CBD. You can jump on that train, get it in your coffee, have it as your morning. It's like your Advil and your caffeine in one go. It's 420 right now. Hey, look at that. It is 420. <laughs> Great. Totally planned this on purpose. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Great ad break. Great ad break. <laughs> yeah. Strava's been with us forever. You can get 25% off your first purchase with them, but two with code DNVR25. So go check that out with all the money you save. Maybe splash a little cast for the uh, Nuggets party bus. As far as I can tell, it's incredibly popular. They, they had to order a second bus because they filled the first one. So nice. come to the nice. bar, have some drinks, go on the bus. Get to the arena, have some drinks, go on the bus, get to the bar, have some drinks. Some drinks. <laughs> it's a great time all the way around. Plus, you get to watch a Nuggets game in there. Imagine that. Yeah. It's not just the drinks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, should be a blast. Be sure to check out the Nuggets party bus. Get signed up for that. It's a it's a great fun time. All the uh, Broncos ones were really well liked. So, we're doing it with the Nuggets. If you guys crush the Nuggets one, maybe we'll do it for the Avs, too. I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm down for that. That'd be cool. I'm here for it. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So, Darcy Kemper only gives up two goals tonight. I think everyone feels pretty good about that. I thought he played really well. I thought he did too, except for the one except goal. for the first goal. That first uh, goal was. See, I I I don't have as much because that was a third whack at a rebound. It's like, yeah. hey, someone tie up a fucking stick. How about <laughs> like tie up a stick? Yes. A fair point, <laughs> but also he gave up a third rebound. Oh, oh I don't. I saw. I, I'm not. I'm not saying like I love it, but it's like. And and then it gets through the five hole. Yeah. yeah. And it's like if he gives up a rebound and the dude roofs it, you go, oh. Right, right, right. Yeah. But it no, yeah, goes right through. Don't love it. So don't love it. But yeah, like I, the whoever it was, there was someone. The shot that led to the rebound that finally went in. Like he had an av hanging yeah, off yeah. of it. Was it New Hook? I was like, <laughs> give him a little, like give him some that support. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I agree. He's that one. Maybe you want back. Uh, but no, I, I thought to to your point, Rudo. The abs made you know several mistakes in their own end, and I thought Kemper did a great job of yeah. doing his yeah. part. To help them get a win. You know, we always talk about that. We've talked about that for years now with Varley and Grubauer. Cool, you gave up two. You can't give up anymore, and you're putting your team in a position to win, and I thought that was what Kemper did. Job done. And, uh, you know, they, the made, Avs did their part. He made some big saves, too. I mean, there yeah. were breakaways that he stopped, so can't fault him for that. He had a couple cross-crease, not like ultra-difficult, but again, you know, saves that we talk about all the time. Oh, you need you need that save. Yeah. He had all the saves he needed to yeah, have tonight. Yeah. For sure. I'd, all right, I'll be I'll be a little bit of the negative Nathan again. <laughs> negative Nathan on negative. this one. <laughs> um, I do think his rebound control was a little sus at times. Some of them weren't great. Yeah, I can't figure out if that's because he does seem like he likes to play the puck a little bit more. Like he doesn't. He, he, you know, we we gotten so used to we got so used to Varley for so many years who would eat Insta freeze everything, everything. <laughs> that like anybody 
<laughs> that looked like a PTSD episode for you when I said that. Yeah. Carly, this is a lot of yeah. things <laughs> <laughs> The black and white dog meme <laughs> with all the, yeah. Uh, but no, he, he, I, I can't decide if that's him, like, come on, like, play it. Or if, yeah, the rebound control just isn't really there. He definitely loves to keep the, the play moving, uh, you know, on yeah. the power play there, too. You saw, like, somebody came up and challenged him. He yeah. basically skated behind the net and passed and the Dropped puck. it, yeah. yeah, which I thought was a really nice play. No, it was, yeah, it was a smart play, but it's like one of those ones where you're like, yeah, that's maybe, a smart play because he pulled should, it off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you <laughs> just hold on to that thing. <laughs> because the pass connected, it was a smart play, yeah. but. It's, is there anything as a, as a hockey watching person that makes more of like a pucker factor than. A goalie playing a puck. I think every <laughs> hockey fan, when a goalie goes to play a puck, is like, so, I don't know. <laughs> so my uh, my best friend, uh, he's he's a goalie. We played together for a long time, and he, we always make fun of him because he just skates around and warm up and shoots. He doesn't actually like play any goal. So <laughs> we we I love goalies playing the puck because beer league teams dump it in and all five guys float in and I just go the other way and he grabs it and sends, sends, it. <laughs> sends two line passes all day so I love it I'm all about goalies playing the puck all right. <laughs> works out for you yeah yeah, yeah yeah less effort <laughs> lots of cheapy beer league points you don't think about those minuses when yeah. he misplays the puck though <laughs> nah I'm sure he'll get it through <laughs> alright let's talk about the man of the hour in this game Megan, can you explain to me how someone can be so good offensively on the penalty kill? <laughs> I mean, how does Logan O'Connor do it so consistently? It's the process. It's it the process. process. No, that's a good. That was a great. That was a great interview. I can guarantee. I can guarantee he said he said the word process in his post game. <laughs> no, I can't explain it to you. <laughs> I really wish that I could. It's effort. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. No doubt he, about he that. He also, because I asked him a few weeks ago, and he pointed out that he uses a long stick. He said, I use a really long stick, and <laughs> that combined with my speed catches people off guard. And I was like, that's as close to a reason as I can come up with, so I'll count it, I guess. That's it. That's the magic <laughs> yeah, yeah. long stick. So, so you watched him at DU, right? Because he did this yes. at Denver as well. Yes. He did it in the AHL. He yeah. did it everywhere. Yeah. This, this isn't like... Logan O'Connor has come out of nowhere as this great penalty killer. Like, no, this has been a trademark of we his whole career. We should all know this by now. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Nobody has solved it either. He's yeah, just... that's that's super impressive to me that he continues to do it at this level. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Trust the process. So pucks in deep. Get pucks behind there, guys, and yep. trust the process. It's really, it's a real process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are actual items behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I don't trust know, it. Yeah, I, I don't think Just anyone can probably see this, but <laughs> this is actually how it's spelled in their locker room <laughs> with an S. S E E S S. Oh, pros, pros, sess. A little embarrassing. Oops. Oops. Oh, in the DU locker room? In the yes. DU locker so, room. So, like, yeah. Monty had an actual process with, like, eight items that the team oh, had wait, to... Oh, wait, fuck. This isn't a joke. No. No, no. no, no. no. <laughs> and, and, okay, okay, yeah, they yeah, hit, yeah. like, five of those items, they are most likely to win the game, basically. And they've shortened the process since then. But on the back of a whiteboard, I think in, like, a, a post-game interview, they had the process written incorrectly because he could spell it correctly. Oh. And so it so. did become a joke, but it also... <laughs> Won them a national. Yeah. Okay. 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 And so, <laughs> we so, trust the process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it works, but also hockey players can't spell process, Spelling and an eight-person, an eight-thing list is too long for them. <laughs> Technically, it was the coach. 
right? You, I mean, <laughs> yeah, all right. They just, sim- they just simplified it. I mean, there you go. Too many men as a penalty exists because counting is hard. True. Yeah, that is true. I, I they have no argument. Troy Terry struggled with that tonight. So <laughs> that's to you, hockey baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Private school education. <laughs> Woo! Uh, no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna that, that process thing. Made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our king of the game is, of course, Logan O'Connor. Not because of his penalty killing ability, but he scores the game winning goal. The effort shows in the statistics six shots on goal tonight. He was everywhere, as he always is. Yep. Uh, w- well deserved on a, a, a random shift with the big guns. Well, He's the guy who jumps up. Dude, I mean, he. I, I know you guys gave me a lot of shit earlier in the year when I first started talking about him, <laughs> but that's just a player that, you know, you can, when you watch him in practice, morning skate, it's like, oh, you know, he has, he, he can shoot, he, you know, he's got good hands. He's got skills, but he's, we talked about roles earlier. He was a guy that found a role and used that and just executed his role to the highest extent to get to where he is now. And now he's spent multiple years with the organization playing with NHL players, practicing with guys like Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, and Kale McCarr every single day. And when he talks, he talks about, I need to finish more. I need to work on putting the puck in the net. My effort is getting me to these situations where I can, I can have an impact on, on the game from, you know, on the scoreboard, and I'm just not finishing. I'm just not putting enough pucks in the net. I need that part of my game to come. So he's working. You, you know he's working on that. And, like, that's a, that's a high-level goal he scores yeah. tonight. From the goal line, drops to a knee and puts that short side over the shoulder. Like, that is, that is great process. <laughs> that is seriously. Like, that's someone who says he, he's building on things. He's not sacrificing one part of his game to work on another. You know, he's not giving up the defensive side of the game and the hounding pucks to try to go to the net and be Gabe Landeskog. He's saying, I'm finding myself in these positions given what I'm doing, and I now need to find a way to take that one step further. And and seriously, man, I mean, I've asked Jared Bednar multiple times, what's the ceiling for this kid? And he goes, I have no idea. If he keeps showing up like this, I have no idea. Yeah. And, and and seriously, not again, not to get too carried away, but he, he's got great speed. The effort is out of control. Um, he, he's tough on pucks. And now this season, he's finding a way to put pucks in the net. I think he got that shift because his previous shift, he did a lot of really good things. And he, he broke up. He, he, was, he was heavy on the forecheck. And he took kind of an awkward hit from an Anaheim player. Didn't stop for one second to look at the ref, throw his hands in the air. He got up, busted his ass, got back in the play. And... and I think that shift was kind of a reward of, hey, you know, Jared Bednar, we've seen him do that a lot. He's very good at it. This guy's going. He's got his legs right now, and he got rewarded for it. Maybe it was a long shift. He got caught out there with the other two guys, but either way, he found himself in that situation, and we've talked about this a lot over the years with players like Sidney Crosby. It's not always about having the best, most talented players out there, but it's about having guys that can play at that that IQ level with players like Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, and it would have been really easy for O'Connor to sag back in that play, given the two other guys that are on that three-on-one rush with him. But he went right to the net, had his stick down, and again, just did all the right things. And and he's the hero. It was a great pass by Mac, too. Oh, dude. I mean, at, at, from that close in, 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, save it. Save it. For, oh. I, I do want to talk about Mac in a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't get to talk about the past. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, you will in, in just a minute. Hold your tongue for a second. Uh, okay. So there is one other thing that I wanted to touch on that I've now. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> Look, it's a new year. So I'm turning over a new leaf until proven otherwise. As far as I'm concerned, the Avs can outscore all their problems. Logan O'Connor is a first-line player. <laughs> Val Nachushkin has been moisturizing his hands for years, and they're so soft. All right. That's where we're at with all of this stuff. And maybe you're turning over a new leaf when it comes to your teeth. Oh, okay. Not where yeah, I thought he was going. I had you going. Uh, yeah, I had the, you going. The soft hands, I thought for sure we were heading down a, a different reed hole. <laughs> no, Green Mountain Dental Group, hit them up. You can go over to them, get a cleaning x-ray and exam, and they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So jump on that. Make sure you're taking care of your teeth with the new year. It's always a good time to get a checkup. Make sure you're healthy and doing good, and Green Mountain Dental Group will take care of you. So... Check them out. They've been a long-standing partner of us. Just 15 minutes from downtown over in Lakewood. So get over there. Then, once your teeth are given the A-OK, come on down to the bar. Have yourself a Breck Brew. we got eight different kinds on tap here. Or you can get it at a local liquor store anywhere in the lower 48. They have Breck Brew now. So no excuses. You don't have to be in Colorado to give some Breck Brew a try. They have a bunch of amazing flavors. Go check them out. They, they have a beer for everyone, I pretty much guarantee if you're if you like beer, Breck Brew has one for you. And you know, if you are local, the bar does does exist. We're hanging out here, watching Avs games, watching uh, this Broncos game. Allegedly, I think most people aren't watching the Broncos game and just drinking Ooh, with the Broncos game. <laughs> Bro, in the they, I was watching earlier. They they scored a touchdown. They got called back because of a false start. Like if that's just not <laughs> the kind of team they are, I, I don't know. I don't know what is been a little bit rough as of late for the Broncos for sure but that's why you have a bar to come with your friends and lament your problems in sports while, while having a few brews it's a, it's a good time so come hang out with the fam down here uh, alright third period of the DNV Aval- DNVR Avalanche <laughs> podcast even alright Blaze Tell us the ode of Nathan McKinnon's pass. <laughs> oh, are we going to talk about this now? Am, yeah. am I allowed to talk <laughs> your, about your this? Your tongue is unleashed now. All right. That pass. All right, that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that pass like leads to that chance, right? And it's a very high-skilled, it's a hard pass to make yeah. because it's so in tight. It's easy to fly that one. There's a yep. stick on the ice that you have to go over. And it also has to delay semi-flat, which it does. I mean, it has a little wobble in it. Yeah. And that's the other part of LOC's game there is to be able to pick that that puck up and elevate it at the yeah. same time to get it up over the shoulder. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that all of that, that whole play was just a high-skilled avalanche play. Yeah. Like, you love to see it. Well, so you, you hear the term a lot, and we've talked about it this year with Newhook. The game slows down, right? And yep. that... It doesn't make a lot of sense when you just say, what do you mean the game slows down? That pass by Nathan McKinnon is a great example of that's what the game slowed down looks like for an elite player. In, what, a 10, 15-foot span, he weighed all of his options between shooting it, setting it back to Rantanen, and eventually deciding to wait out a defender to get it across to Logan O'Connor. Yep. And, and then to your point, it's a beautiful pass that sits as perfect as it can given the situation. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what the 
that's what it means when people say the game slowed down. Like, for him to process all that was happening right around him from the top of the circles to essentially just below the bottom of him and finally make that pass in the, in the way that he did is just... I mean, it's an unbelievable play. And then the, the, the play from Kale McCarr at the blue line oh. to to get it... To get to spring that rush, yeah. it just, like you said, all around... That That is the type of stuff where... That's why the Avs get away with playing some games like this. Because they are just that good. Like, when, when it comes right down to it, like, their players are just that good. Yeah. Kale looks like he's feeling better, too. I mean, he was, his, he was throwing the body yeah. around a little bit today yeah. as well. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I do want to get a little bit more into McKinnon, <laughs> but first... Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> uh, I hate that we keep having to do stuff like this because I wish bad stuff just doesn't happen. But obviously, if you're from Colorado, you definitely know about the Boulder fires that have happened. We yes. have a shirt that we're putting out, uh, Stronger Together, where 100% of the proceeds will be donated to help the Boulder County Wildfire Fund. I believe we've already raised $48,000 worth of this. So get yourself a dope shirt. Be part of the fam and help support all the people in uh, the Boulder Superior, uh, that whole area. What's Louisville area? And uh, Spano's uh, matching. Yeah, Spano. Spano will match every dollar of the shirts that get bought for the for the donations. So, obviously, we're trying to help our people here uh, in in Colorado. Um, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation. Over a thousand homes and businesses were lost in the fire. So. It's crazy. Yeah. Help them people out. <laughs> the craziest thing about it was that it was all, it all took place in like a 13 hour yeah, window. It was oh, like, yeah. it started, whole neighborhoods were immediately burning up. And right. There's some of those videos of people that, you know, the, I mean, the fire was hundred yards away and in a 30 second clip, suddenly it's right up. Like it was just very scary. Uh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, head over. Yeah. Make sure you head over yeah. there and grab a shirt. Yeah. It's, it's tough stuff. I think. Most people here in Colorado know somebody who lost a house. Yeah. So yeah. I know there's a couple people in our community. Reach out to those people and, and do your best for them. Ah, all right. Back to the hockey. Uh, to Billy's comment here. Yeah. McKinnon, by the way, not just one ridiculous assist, had three assists tonight and has 27 points in 18 games. He's not scoring, but he'll just score 100 points with 10 goals this year, apparently. Like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, off, off the drop of the puck there, I really thought he was going to score that goal. Yeah, he yeah. made a huge shift. effort. Yeah, was incredible. Great moves. It was a great shot too. I mean, he just kind of ran out of real estate to yep. shoot that. But yeah, that one off the left side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it, like I said, I there's things that you can absolutely point at, and, and I know that Jed Bed Jared Bednar is going to have some stuff to go over and film always. Um, but but seriously, for me, I, I I can't be upset with any part of that because they had so much time off. They came out. I thought there was a considerable amount of rust, and and they still just kind of willed themselves to a win. And again, I know if AJ is listening to this, he's going to roll his eyes. But <laughs> you know that you talk about championship caliber teams, and that is a real thing. As much as you'd like to believe it. Not every team coming into the beginning of the year has the same opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. Very rarely do you see, I mean, the LA Kings, there's a reason why they're the only eighth seed to ever win a Stanley Cup uh, in whatever that was, 2012. 
there are there's there's tiers to this league in terms of where teams are at. That's true of any league, right? And the yep. Abs are definitely in that top tier. You expect them to contend for for Stanley Cups. You expect them to make deep playoff runs. And and to me, this game kind of that's what it looks like. And all the people all year who you know every time the Abs win a game, they move the goalposts on why it's not impressive. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. <laughs> every time. Oh well. Well, they, they, after the first 10 games, no, they're bad. They can't win. They can't beat anybody good. And then, well, it was no, they can't win. Then they went out and, and win a bunch of games. Then it was, oh, well, the teams weren't very good. Then they go out and beat good teams. Well, they didn't have their full line. The other team didn't have their full lineup. Then they beat a team with their full lineup. Well, they were playing a backup goalie. Well, this. <laughs> well, that team was coming out. And this is just one of those games where you, I, I don't know, you know, the, the people who are out there that, that, you know, again, the whole second round thing, this was one of those games where they didn't play well, but they got con- enough contributions from the guys that they needed to. Darcy Kemper, Nathan McKinnon had three points. They showed up in a game where it would have been really easy for them to, after it was 2 nothing kind of roll over and say, well, we haven't played in three weeks. Right. What do you want <laughs> from us? It was a tough game. Quiet in ball arena, not a ton of energy. It would have been really easy for them to do that. But I thought they fought back, and they won in spite of all of the errors they made um, against a, an Anaheim team that's having a great year. Yep. So, all right. I'm not going to dunk on AJ too hard, but another take he often <laughs> he often talks about is that he's not a believer that the clutch gene exists. Oh, my God. What? He doesn't believe that certain players step up in big moments. He just believes that they're that good all the time and that there's not another level of clutch. So, first of all, Nathan McKinnon, two of his assists were on the game-tying and game-winning goal. Whoa, that's a hell of a take. And I'm I'm sure I worded it poorly and (laughs) don't be mad at me for it. But I'm curious what y'all's takes are. Megan, Blaze, Jesse... Are you a believer in clutch? Is Chris Drury the king of clutch, or was he just the right guy at the right moment? No, I, I believe in, in clutch because I believe that the pressure applied in those high-stake moments can force a player to be better and elevate yeah. their game. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I think part of AJ's take on is, is certainly that pressure can force a player to be worse. Absolutely, but I don't it's know. A pendulum. The, it, it could really. Yeah, I, I think he doesn't really see the the <laughs> making players better side of it. But I think there's. I mean, I think when it comes down to being clutch, there's guys that thrive in that situation, and they're the ones that are like, I want to be in right now. Right. I want to have the puck on my stick. I want to be that guy. Yep. Yeah. And then there's other people that don't want to have anything to do at it. They're, you know, like if you call a timeout and you're looking down the bench. There's guys looking away, looking down that don't want to be on the ice, and then there's guys out there that they that's what they want. They want to be that guy. So I go back to Nathan McKinnon's rookie year. And uh, when he was drafted, one of the things that people talked about with him is this guy shows up in big moments, right? Memorial Cup scores two hat tricks on 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 the way to leading his team to to Memorial Cup right before he's drafted. And, you know, there's, there's a ton of examples leading up to that, but that was kind of like the exclamation point on his junior career. Not kind of, that absolutely was. And that was what a lot of people talked about. Fast forward to the playoffs. The Avs go on that great run of the playoffs. And in his first ever NHL playoff game, I think he had a four-point night. Then 
uh, game five against Darcy Kemper. <laughs> the abs are in overtime, and Nathan McKinnon's cutting down the middle of the ice and banging his stick on the ice, calling for the puck. Yep. There, uh, you can count on one hand the number of 18-year-olds on earth that would do that. <laughs> that would say, hey, Paul Stasny, established NHL or alternate captain, dad's Peter Stasny, Hall of Famer, give me the puck. And that, that's, that is exactly what Blaze was just talking about. It's, it's players who, who want to be out there in those moments. Joe Sackick, I think, is the most clutch player of all time. Yeah. There, there's a reason that he has, I think, nine playoff overtime goals, and the only player that's even close is Patrick Kane. Uh, and and th- that's not a coincidence. You know, there have been a lot of really, really good players. Wayne Gretzky, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. You know, they've all been in a lot. You know, Wayne Gretzky was in a lot. Mario Lemieux, a lot of playoff games where there were chances for them to win games in overtime, and they didn't do it to the same you know level that a player like Joe Sackick did. He just had that it factor that when the game was on the line, you wanted the puck on his stick because he wasn't going to be rattled by the moment. I, yeah, those were the great days too. Like even not even well, excuse me, when it's not even the playoffs, like regular season games, right. they'd be down by one. And Joe Sackick could go out there. You you were down by one, and you felt like the Avs had a chance to win this because yep. he was out there. Yeah. And a lot of times he delivered. Yeah. And then that and, went away. And and, <laughs> and and seriously, that's how players – and look, I'm not trying to be full on John Tortorella here, but that's no. how players like <laughs> – This came up on the pregame show, too. <laughs> well, no. How like players like Connor McDavid do end up getting a certain label in the playoffs. That dude has shrinked – shrunk down into nothing in the what like the two playoffs he's ever been in he's been borderline irrelevant outside of that first year when they went on a run to the second round Austin Matthews one goal last year those are great elite world-class players that haven't learned how to perform in those type of moments when the spotlight's the brightest and when every player on the ice is looking at you knowing that you're going to be the one that makes that play that is, it's, it's a tough thing to do, and there's only a few players that ever figure out how to be truly clutch like that and play through all of it. And again, you, you, can, you can think whatever you want about him as, as a player, as an individual, as a cab driver, whatever, but <laughs> Patrick Kane has some ice in his veins in overtime. Like, wow. like, like, again, it's just there's a calmness to those guys that have that clutch factor yeah. Yeah. when they are on the ice. Blaze just he used a great phrase, you feel like you're gonna win. Okay. I I like the answers. You know who I honestly think is a pretty fucking clutch player that everyone will yell at me for is JT Confer. (laughs) That's one of those dudes that just think think back to his abs tenure, how many big goals has he scored? Most of the times, it's the majority of his goals in a season. <laughs> is he clutch or is he just streaky? I don't know. That's a hard one. Well, for no, me, but, but it's not even streaky. It's just like you don't hear from him for twenty games, and he scores two goals in, in you know in big moments to tie a game, then win it late. He's he's got a weird clutch factor to him, where it's just like he's fine being out there in those moments, and yeah. he finds ways to put himself in the right positions. I yeah, I I think I probably lean more to y'all side than AJ's. But I, I will say it is a lot easier to remember all the big success moments than, than the failures oh, for, sure. for, for people well, who get labeled well, as clutch. Well, right, 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 right. But again, that depends on what you're talking about. Like I said, 
I think JT Confer is a good clutch player. He's got a calmness about him, and he does the right things in big moments. He doesn't get rattled. That doesn't mean that he's a perfect player. That doesn't mean he's the best forward on the <laughs> sure, team. Sure. But that means that he's comfortable being in those situations. Honestly, like this is going to sound really silly, but like even doing these shows live, not just our show, but any sort of like live media is another example. Not everybody can do that. Not everyone's comfortable doing that. You can go and sit down with someone and talk to them about, just using our example, hockey. Fine. I have several friends that I love talking hockey with, but I've told them before, you know, back in the past, like, you should do a show with me. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like getting on a microphone, blah, 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 blah. It's not that they don't know what they're talking about. It's not that they're, yeah. like, you know, dumb. It's just that, oh, I'm not comfortable with that type of pressure. And there are players, even in professional sports, who aren't as comfortable with that type of pressure as, you know, your Nathan sure. McKinnons, your Joe Sackicks, Definitely. Patrick Kane, whatever. I, well, and you've got to be willing to fail and be fine with yeah. that. And right. that's a, the other part of those you, players. Like, they forget about it right away. They, they don't go out there. There's a phrase my dad used to use all, all the time. Don't go out there and play not to lose. Go play to win. Yeah. Players that have and you and there's a lot of words for it, but you know, players that have that clutch factor, go out in overtime and play to win. I see people, even recently, dragging Nathan McKinnon for his play in three on three, and not that it's anything to be applauded, but they <laughs> there's people that confuse it for low hockey IQ, and it's no that guy, and he sometimes ends up forcing plays. But he's going out there to win. Yeah. He's going out I, there to push the play forward. I mean, I think it can be both. I think there oh, are well, some well, low well, hockey well, IQ well, plays going on there. Well, but, well, it's one of those things where he tries so hard to push the play forward that's like, ah, <laughs> I maybe shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> he's always trying to move the play towards the opposition's net. And with his coaches three on three is now, sometimes that's not the right move. But he, he doesn't go out there and, and play to lose. There was a question asked to Gabe Landeskog and Nathan McKinnon in the postgame. You know, with one minute, you know, with 1.30 left, are you guys just trying to hold on and get to overtime? And they're like, no, you're trying not to make too many mistakes, but no, you're not just trying to get to overtime. You want to win. And that, to me, is the difference. I loved your comment, too, about there aren't many young players in the league that would be willing to call for a puck. Yeah. And yet, in Colorado, I think you reasonably <laughs> would expect that out of McKinnon, yeah, McCarr, yeah. Byram. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and didn't we just talk about that the other day on whatever show it was that we were doing? Where Probably. The Avs, the Avs have bought into an identity. Yeah. There are the, the players on this roster are on this roster for a reason. And taking it all the way back to our king of the game, that's what I think Logan O'Connor has really started to develop yeah. is confidence with the puck. Hey, dude, you're not just here trying to grind it out, you know, at the collegiate level, at the AHL ranks. You are an established NHLer. Play with the confidence of an established NHLer. You've got the speed. You've got the skill. And, and you've got the ability to finish. Go out there and do it. And, and literally, it looks like a confidence thing. He believes in himself now as much as I believe in him. It's, uh, it's infectious, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I blame Jesse for that. <laughs> All right. Have I missed anything? Is there anything y'all want to talk about in this hockey game? Go around. I heard an inhale over here. That sounded like the start of a sentence. <laughs> Just thinking. No? No. Nope. I mean, Bueller. Is this like final thoughts of what we're doing right sure. now? Sure. I, I, 
Well, you didn't say good. final like, thoughts, Rudo. Yeah. Final thoughts. Okay. Oh, now I know. Now I got you. All right. I thought the team improved throughout the game. I, I do think there was a rust factor there. The passing definitely wasn't sharp throughout the game nope. whatsoever until the very end. Uh, we'll, we'll say that was a good one. <laughs> but, you know, Not like, bad. there is improvement there. You're going to see this team gel a little bit more. There there's something to be said when you're not playing you lose that step you lose that you know gel that you get between players and lines and knowing where everyone's going to be that'll come back but i mean you got to be pretty excited about a team that just beat a team that's been pretty good i mean their record is up there with the abs right now they're doing well yeah. in the pacific division so gotta gotta feel good with this team right now i went into this game with some fear uh with bo byram returning Mm. on how he was going to look and aside from like I'm not assessing his play because everybody was a little bit rusty tonight <laughs> but he he seemed to um sustain hits pretty well and he looked okay out there and I'm just encouraged that hopefully he is fully healthy and we'll get to see Bo Byram return to what we know he's capable of perhaps the biggest win of this hockey game is the Avs made it through an entire one without an injury so, yeah I was gonna say so, so far, far so far uh well, what was it I'm, I'm, no no go ahead. I'm gonna cut you off because you did that <laughs> <laughs> there was a a stat that was said that Bo Byram is leading rookie defenseman in scoring still in goals yeah. scored goals scored this year and it wow. he's played what Five games. Yeah, I was gonna say a half a half dozen games. Uh, no, yeah, Megan. Megan took took one of mine. I, I I wanted to, you know, seriously say something about Byram that um, he didn't look scared, and that's what you worry about with players that are coming back from this. And look, I'm not gonna go down the talking point of concussions and all that stuff, but when a player is coming back after head injuries and and you know spanning a couple seasons. I mean, we've seen it a bunch of times. Players become their, – their career changes forever because they are afraid of that contact. And I, I think he made a great point that he looked like he was wearing contact and wasn't bothered by it, wasn't afraid by it. He didn't make – I mean, outside of a lot of the other mistakes that the defense made, but, you know, he didn't make any dumb plays trying right. to avoid contact. So yes. I think that's a great point. Um, but I think, there was, I think there was a lot to build off of in this game for the Avs. Um, there's a lot that you're going to be able to look at and clean up, but given the effort, given the pushback, you know, to use the cliche, I thought that was a great character win where just every period, it seemed like every shift they got a little bit better, right? Yes. A little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better until finally you had to lean on your goalie a little bit, but you got yourself in a position to win a hockey game and you went out there and took it and you didn't give up any points. It's outside of the division, so it doesn't matter a ton um, but the Western Conference is really tight right now. Those points may mean something come the end of the season that they didn't give one up to the Ducks. Um, is, uh, is it's it's big. Um, I know so, it, no, it was 17 days ago, but it does feel like a good comeback after the unfortunate Nashville so loss. I, I, too. I was I swear to God, Rigo, I was just about to compare it to the Nashville. And I was like, I don't know if I want to bring up that again. But it, it, this game kind of felt like the anti-Nashville game. Yep. Where, where it's just like. It was it was a lot to feel good about and a lot of things that you were like yes that that is stuff to build on as were that Nashville game the only thing you really appreciated was the fact that they were like yeah let's go out there and try like <laughs> you liked the camaraderie and you liked the confidence but everything past that was like whoa throw that away what are we doing <laughs> yeah yeah Th this was one of those things where where 
not everything was executed perfectly, but um, a lot, a lot to build on. And I think this, a bad loss here could have really.